Hey, it's Monique. Welcome to episode 20. Oh God, did I say 20? 121 of the Brown Vegan Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. And with this podcast, I love to present veganism from a practical perspective to help everyday people go vegan in a way that feels good to them. I also love to explore wellness topics, vegan entrepreneurship, because being vegan is so much more than food. It's such a lifestyle. I love to bring all of that on this show so that we can have great conversations to help improve our lives. So yes, if you want to find out more about what I do and how I do it, be sure to come follow me on Instagram. I'm at Brown Vegan over there. And also check out my website. It is brownvegan.com. All of the show notes and everything will be there as well. So yes, I am back with the first conversation of 2021. And I'm excited to have Destiny on the show. She is Eat Yo Destiny on Instagram. And on this episode, we're gonna be talking about why she decided to start her vegan journey. We're gonna talk about vegan community building and how she was able to keep going with this lifestyle because she was able to tap into her community and connect with other vegans. We're also gonna be talking about being vegan in a relationship, We're also going to chat about being vegan in food desert. She's going to share some amazing tips on how to navigate that. Saving money overall as a new vegan, which is so important. You want to make sure that you're saving some money and you're eating well. And that's what she's going to talk about as well. And we're also going to just talk about finding your form of vegan activism, whatever that means for you. You know, you just figuring out what that looks like for you. And for her, it's tapping into her community, having potlucks and just connecting with people who look like her as far as being vegan. Another thing that Destiny is really passionate about is just teaching people how to be vegan and how to start this lifestyle in a way that's not intimidating. And she actually has a virtual cooking class coming up on the 17th, and she's going to show you two ways to make vegan bacon. So make sure that you go check out her Instagram so that you can get more details about that. It's very, very affordable. And once again, her Instagram is Eat Yoke Destiny. So it's E A T. Y-O-D-E-S-T-I-N-Y. I'll make sure that I link that as well as everything else that we mentioned in this episode at brownvegan.com under episode 121. So excited to just kick off 2021 with just a lot more conversation. So, so yes, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation with Destiny. So I became vegan almost three years ago now. So 2018, I think it was like February or March. And it's always funny when I have to tell people this story because it's kind of awkward. (laughs) I went vegan because I was trying to clear my acne up. And every time I was Googling stuff, I always saw that you have to like, you know, eliminate dairy and that's like really good for the skin and stuff. And then I just started doing that in 2017. So I started like eliminating dairy. And then eventually I was like, oh, like maybe I should just try, you know, eliminating chicken and hot dogs and things like that. So it was a slow transition. And by 2018, that's when I was like, yeah, no dairy, no meat, no animal products. And that's when I went vegan. I always tell people that, you know, going vegan does not necessarily clear your acne. It definitely has helped mine. But overall, like I still have acne and I'm still here vegan. And, you know, that was my reason for going vegan in the beginning. But now it's a completely different motive. Yeah. Okay. Of course you decided to do it for your skin. So how has it changed these days? Like, why do you, how do you stay on a journey now? 
Right. So after realizing like three years later that I was like, yeah, okay, being vegan is not clear acne. I was like, hmm, why am I still vegan? You know, like, but I think, <laughs> I think after being vegan for so long, you realize how your body changes and I just feel better. Like I've asked, I have more energy. I feel like, you know, like I don't feel full after I'm eating. I don't feel sleepy after I eat. Like I just feel better. I feel like I have more stamina. And then for me, I think being vegan and just eating a plant-based diet is just more like, to me, I'm decolonizing my diet because my ancestors did not eat like hot dogs and burgers and all this, you know, like I want to say artificial, but basically, you know, like man-made foods. I try to eat as close to whole foods as I can. Obviously, you know, I still eat like the processed stuff because it's good, but I still try to, you know, maintain my whole whole foods, like plant-based diet. And I think that by doing that, I'm decolonizing like what an American diet is in general. Yep, you are. So tell us about your history because I know that you, you're, you call yourself Cuban Rican. Is that what you call yourself? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you know? I didn't mean to say it like that. <laughs> I didn't mean to say it like that. Like that's not what you're supposed to call yourself, but I know that that's what you usually identify as. Is it, I guess, like a Latina? Would you consider yourself? Yeah, I, don't know. So I, I consider oh, I myself. I'm so ignorant, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. Yes, yeah, so I consider myself like Latinx, Puerto Rican, and Cuban, but I think, you know, a lot of people who are both Puerto Rican and Cuban say Cuba Rican because it's kind of just like both like morphed together. But yes, yeah, so I've just kind of been rolling with that. I think it's just like the easiest way for me to say, you know, both sides of my <laughs> ethnicity. I get it. I get it. So how did you grow up eating? Because I know you said you ate hot dogs. You ate a lot of the standard American diet. So how was that? Like, did, what else? What were some of your favorite foods growing up? And how have you been able to make that vegan? Girl, growing up, my mom does not cook. Never did. Never will. <laughs> so <laughs> growing up, I ate spaghetti and meat sauce, spaghetti and meat sauce, spaghetti and meat sauce. Like that was, <laughs> that was my dinner. My mom, like that's all she would make. And, you know, like occasionally like I would have hot dogs and chicken nuggets and just like real basic food for my mom to cook. Like she just you know, not everybody cooks. And that's just how my mom fed her child. And, you know, occasionally, like, my my grandmother would make, like, rice and beans and chicken and platanos and things like that. So I really just, like, lives off of, off of pasta and rice. So, you know, transitioning to a vegan diet, like, it wasn't really that hard because I I still eat a lot of pasta and rice. But growing up, it was very, like, ground beef and chicken and, you know, sometimes fish kind of diet. So... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's relatable for a lot of us, girl. I mean, mm-hmm. my dad excellent cook, but my mom did not cook. So I would have, <laughs> if I didn't have my dad, <laughs> I would have been eating the same thing as you. <laughs> yeah. Thank God for my Nana, because honestly, you can only eat spaghetti and meat sauce for so many times in your life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You probably have a meme that I just saw. It says something like, Black children yes. eat You saw that in an Italian man? Yes. Brian showed me that. It was like, Black, black children are eight more spaghetti and meat sauce than an Italian man. That is so, <laughs> so real. <laughs> that is Speaking of Brianna, you know what I love about y'all? Speaking of Brianna, I know that Brianna is not a vegan, but she is mm-hmm. so damn open-minded. I just love y'all together. <laughs> like, I just love it. She'll be, you'll be just throwing all this stuff at her. She'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and try it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So how has it been, like, as far as since you guys have started, you know, your relationship and everything? Like, when did you met Brianna? Were y'all, were you a vegan at that time? Or did she just have to kind of adapt to it? 
No, I was not vegan at all. I met her when I first moved to Texas. So that's when I first started, you know, eating all the brisket and just like Southern cooking. I wasn't really exposed to that living in the Bronx. So I was like, what? We have brisket. We have like good mac and cheese. Like I was just eating all the meat and all the dairy. So we would go out to eat and, you know, just eat a lot of animal products. So when I transitioned, she was kind of like, okay, like, what are we going to eat? Where are we going? Kind of thing. But she was really supportive. And she, you know, when I started eating like all the mock meats from, you know, Gardein and stuff like that, she would always try them. And we eventually like started a little page for her called like part-time vegan because she does, you know, dabble in the vegan food every now and then when we go outside. I think at home, she's pretty much like 99% vegan because I'm cooking. <laughs> love that. Look at that. And she enjoyed I can tell, of course, she enjoys the food. I'm telling you, she's so open-minded. And that's all I would want in a relationship. I just need a partner that is open-minded yes. <laughs> about it and don't give me any issues about what I eat. So that's exactly. a situation for sure. Yes. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> yes. Speaking of Dallas. Okay. So when I first started following you, like what, two years ago, two and a half years ago, you were living in the Bronx. Then you moved to Dallas and now you're in Vegas. So I feel like when you were in Dallas, you had so much community there. Like all of y'all used to be like always having events and things to do. I know COVID changed things for this year, but Mm -hmm. like, how did you find your community? Because I think that is a missing part for a lot of people of why they don't stay vegan is because Mm -hmm. they're kind of doing everything by themselves and they don't, you know, seek out that community. So how was that first start and how it was in the Bronx and then. Well, no, I feel like it was more so in Dallas. So yeah, tell us like how you were able to find that community in Dallas. Right. So yeah, when when it comes to the Bronx, I was born and raised there. So my community, I had just, you know, grew up with those people. Not that I don't love them, but (laughs) it was kind of like they were there. But when I moved to Dallas, I didn't know anybody. Like I had zero friends. It was just me and my dog. So I was like, I mean, either I'm going to stay here and not have friends or I'm going to find community, you know? So it, it wasn't until like three years into me living in Dallas where I started like actually building community. And I did that all through a collective called Veggie Mijas. And so we basically focused on like food justice and food accessibility and like hosting events for people of color and like our specific hoods. So I started a Dallas chapter and I didn't know like what the hell I was doing. I didn't know any vegans in Dallas, but I just like hosted a potluck one day and I had like over 30 people come and I was like, where have y'all been? Like, I need y'all. Like, I'm so glad that I actually, you know, had the courage to like host this random ass potluck and like people showed up and now I think like honestly all the people that showed up to that first event like I consider my very very close friends because we've just you know kept in contact I've supported their businesses we go out together so it really all started with a potluck so I always tell people you know going vegan like you need to have communities you need to have it because doing it alone is not easy because you don't know anything about you know, about this lifestyle, you know, and I've just learned so much from the people that I've met at these events. It's not even funny. Like, I'm so grateful for them. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I love that. As far as like activism, I feel like you're so good at spreading information as far as like, like you said, food justice and just the inequality when it comes to food. So what are some tips do you have for people who live in communities that don't really have access to a lot of the fresh produce that you and I are fortunate to have access to. I know, I'm sure in the Bronx, you probably didn't have as much access as you do in Vegas or when you were in right. Dallas. So mm-hmm. what advice do you have for people like that? 
Right. Yeah. It always makes me think when I lived in the Bronx, like obviously I didn't have a car because who's driving in New York? Like right. <laughs> that was not a thing. Right. So access for me looked like eating cans, foods or taking the train an hour and a half with a thousand bags to find like a, you know, a supermarket that had fresh fruit. But I know that not everybody has the ability to just like jump on a train or jump in a car. So I always post on my page about like the dollar stores. I buy a bunch of stuff from Dollar Tree and, you know, Family Dollar and stuff like that. They have, they might not have like fresh produce, but they have a lot of really good like canned goods. Sometimes they have a lot of like frozen fruit and vegetables. So I really would encourage people to check out stores that they don't necessarily think would sell vegan items because I'd be going to Home Goods, I'll go to Marshalls, I'll go to all these like sometimes retail like clothing stores and you can find like really good food there for you know like budget friendly so definitely like shop around stores that you would not expect to have food in <laughs> that's what i do yeah that's a good idea i love that too and then also one of the things i did what i recommend to people is like using like delivery services like perfect foods where they like send you produce to your house so you don't even have to worry about going to the store that mm-hmm. saves a lot of time too. And a lot of times it's very inexpensive too to get the produce because it's the stuff that the grocery store doesn't necessarily want because it's not pretty enough. But when I get that food, that food looks great. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with I it. I know. I've been wanting to do the the imperfect produce box. I feel like I I really love being in the supermarket and like touching my own food and picking it out and finding the sale. So I've, I haven't done like any food delivery services yet, but I really am interested in like the imperfect one. I always tell people also like, don't be afraid to ask for help. I go to food pantries sometimes when I like really need produce and can't find it. That's like, you know, affordable, especially when I moved to Vegas. I was going to food pantries like at least once a week kind of thing. So, you know, like get basic things like rice and beans and stuff because moving is expensive. And I was not like, you know, sometimes budgeting is like really difficult when you're going to a new place. So I definitely, you know, I post resources about pantries that are near people. They have drive up ones now. You can walk through some of them. So yeah, like there's food out there and there's people willing to give people free food, join Facebook groups. Like I'm in a ton of, you know, like free food in Vegas kind of thing. So yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Speaking of your new place in Vegas, I absolutely love your new apartment. It is beautiful. <laughs> it's, so, it's so airy and bright. And Thank yeah, you. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> and then also all of your like DIY projects y'all got going on in there and like yes. furniture, <laughs> Furniture. Well, what is it called? Up, not upsell. What is it called when you get furniture from someone else? I don't know. Like thrifting and like upcycling. Upcycling. That's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. I think that you're doing a lot of that. Your furniture and everything you're putting together looks really good too, Destiny. Like Thank it's nice. You. Yeah, we moved here with nothing. Like we just, you know, we brought the basic things in our cars. So we were like, oh, we need furniture, but we're not about to like, you know, go drop a lot of money. So we thrifted everything. We painted stuff. We were cutting things in half. And now, yeah, it's it's really a space I'm enjoying. Yes, for sure. Hey, it's Monique hopping in to tell you about Go Buddha. Shout out to them for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. So Go Buddha is a plant-based, fully prepared meal company that's dedicated to creating affordable and accessible nutrition, inspiring healthy families, and supporting stronger communities. I love Go Buddha because they truly take the guesswork out of delicious and healthy plant-based meals. Not only do they plan the meals for you, but they also shop and cook fresh meals and ship it right to your door. 
So I have to tell you that when Go Buddha first reached out to me and they offered to send me some meals, I was actually expecting it to be some frozen trays, nothing too special, you know, just something kind of thrown together. But I was pleasantly surprised when I received a week's worth of fresh meals that were shipped perfectly and ready to eat. I was just like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> this is an option. All of their meals are dairy-free, gluten-free, and vegan. So out of all the meals that I received, I love the Mediterranean bowl and the walnut taco bowl. Both had simple ingredients, everything that was easy to pronounce right on the label. And all of the meals that we received came with delicious sauces. As I was trying out all of the meals, I had to keep my son Elijah out of the fridge because he kept trying to eat everything. <laughs> His favorite was a barbecue Buddha Mac. Um, it's made out of lentil pasta and young jackfruit. I'm telling you, just so good. And speaking of Elijah, being that he's a teenager, I really love that all of the bowls had perfect portions. You know how sometimes you order healthy dishes or healthy meals and they just give you like a little bit of food. I felt like we were really satisfied. We were actually able to share some of the bowls together because they gave you that much not only will Go Buddha take care of all your meals for you, but you can also order some satisfying desserts. I love the dark chocolate date fudge brownies. Really simple ingredients. I feel like it took care of my sweet tooth. It's only made out of really simple ingredients like dark chocolate and walnuts and dates. And I just really appreciate services like this. I think it's perfect for you if you are a new vegan and you're not sure what to eat. Or maybe you're a seasoned vegan and you want to try something different. Be sure to go to GoBuddhaMeals.com and place your order. They ship nationwide, so you'll be able to take advantage of that. And also, you'll get free shipping on your orders over $120. That's GoBuddhaMeals.com. And I'll also be sure to include a link for this episode at BrownVegan.com. Thanks again to GoBuddha for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. And be sure to let them know that Brown Vegan sent you. I feel like you eat, you're eating out more in Vegas than you did in Dallas, or maybe I'm mm -hmm. not seeing that right. But No, I am. <laughs> well, okay, good. <laughs> so what are some of your favorite spots in Dallas? I mean, not Dallas, Vegas, because I'm sure there's like plenty of people who travel or are listening from different parts of the world or the country. So what are some mm -hmm. of your favorite restaurants in Vegas so far? Ooh, yes. There's So yeah, I definitely have been eating out more here in Vegas than I did in Dallas, just because I'm trying to explore and, you know, meet new vegans and stuff like that. But a list of places that I really like out here, there's a business called Down to Earth. That one was so good. They had like this pesto pizza with sausage. Oh my God. I think I might get that next weekend. <laughs> There's also a pop-up called OG Lola's and it's Filipino food, which is amazing. Like so much flavor and it's queer owned and amazing. And then the last one that I would recommend is an Italian restaurant it's called Tarantino's. And their chicken parmesan, like I haven't obviously had chicken parmesan in over three years, but that chicken parmesan hit to the point where I was like, is this real chicken? Like, <laughs> is this, I don't know what this is, but it's so good. So I would definitely recommend those three places. Dope, dope. Okay. I know you, you pretty much gave us like some good tips on saving money, the Dollar Tree, but I feel like you probably have some more because you're like really into, I guess, saving money as far as being vegan because a lot of times people think it's so expensive. You always show mm -hmm. us like, your grocery hauls and your receipts and things like that. So what other tips do you have outside of the ones you've already given us on saving more money as a new vegan? 
Yeah, definitely use what you have in your pantry. Like I know a lot of times I see a recipe and I'm like, oh, but dang, I don't have that specific salt or like, you know, something that is missing in a recipe. But I'm trying to do better at like using what I have at home and then just Googling it. Like if I have a shit ton of potatoes, I'm going to find like five different recipes with potatoes and use it. You know, that's a really good way to prevent food waste as well. You know, using what you have before it goes bad. I would also recommend... There's an app called Flip. It's F-L-I-P-P. And it shows you all the like sales circulars and the stores near you. So I literally like, I don't clip coupons. Like I'm not really a coupon type person. I think I've done it like one time. But that app allows you to see like all the sales and you know, what days are best to shop and things like that. So I already knew like in Dallas every Wednesday, my Aldi was getting new shipments. So that means like Thursday, everything is like super fresh. But that also meant that on Tuesdays, everything was on sale. So I really just like learned my store. And I just like, you know, spoke to managers and asked them if they're getting specific products or if they can order a specific product. I think a lot of times like people think that we're just like consumers and like, yes, that's, that's true. Like we are the people who are like buying the stuff, but we're also the ones like eating it, you know? So we need to ask questions. We need to like demand things that we want in the stores that we're shopping at, because at the end of the day, we're spending our money there, you know? So don't be afraid to talk to, talk to the people that work at the store. Yeah. That's a good one. I love that one, girl. When are you going to bring your butt over to YouTube? <laughs> you know, you I dabble, about this in years. like what are you coming <laughs> i dabbled in it like i started a page last year and it was like so amazing and i was having so much fun and then i was like i don't have time for this shit like <laughs> and it's it was discouraging because you know i not that i have i have like a small ass following on instagram but i feel like instagram like those are my babies like this is my community and when i went to youtube i was like i don't have nobody over here like who's engaging with my stuff and i'm the type of person that like if i'm not getting engagement like i feel like i'm not doing anything and i know that's not, <laughs> not the best way to think like <laughs> right i just feel like i'm talking to like nobody you know so i really feel comfortable on instagram but i'm like i need to get into the youtube world because there's a lot of potential there and i could hit more people in a larger community so thanks for the encouragement yeah. I know, seriously, because I feel like it's more of an, you make more of an impact on YouTube, like, because mm-hmm. everybody is doing the same thing, I feel like, on Instagram, you know, mm-hmm. we're all doing pretty much the same thing, but in YouTube is a whole new world, and those videos will live on, like, nobody can be watching them, because I feel like nobody watching mine right now, <laughs> nobody is watching your video, like, my new stuff, I'm like, dang, man, I'm like, really, I really got to start all over again mm-hmm. over here, that's how I'm feeling lately, but at the same time, I know that those videos will live on. And, right. you know, two years from now, somebody will find it because I get comments on videos I did five years ago. So wow. <laughs> it's a different type of vibe over there. But I feel like the impact is so much stronger on YouTube than Instagram, mm-hmm. even though it's a whole lot more work. Hold on. Right, right. Yes. I'm like, let me just, you know, quit my job and <laughs> be a YouTuber <laughs> because I really would love to do it. I'm just like, dang, like all the editing, like I can do it, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, like this is a, this is a full-time job. Shoot. It's a beast, girl. It's a beast. <laughs> it's a beast. Yes. So are you like, because I, I, let me ask you this. I don't know. We've talked, to, have we talked about this yet? I feel like we have a little bit, but I was really surprised to hear that you wanted to do this full-time, that you want to mm-hmm. show people how to go vegan full-time. And the reason why, I guess, is because I just, I never got that impression from you. I just feel like it was always so much fun and which is fine. It's supposed to be fun, especially if you want to do it all the time. Mm -hmm. But what made you decide that this is something that you want to build towards, like making this not only, of course, a lifestyle for you, but also a business? What made you decide that? 
I just think that there's a lot of projects like that tie into like the vegan community in general that I really want to expand on. I want to start like a food pantry that's vegan. Like I have a, a bunch of like ideas that I feel like would you know, coincide with like my Instagram page and my brand and stuff. So I'm like, this is something that I really would love to grow up on. But you know, like it's hard to gain followers on Instagram and just social media in general. Like, like you said, it's like instant gratification, like the post only lives for 24 hours kind of thing. So I'm really trying my hardest to like, you know, make an impact out there to the point where I could just like do this full time because it, it does bring me a lot of joy. You know, like I really enjoy being on social media and engaging with people and giving people tips and tricks and stuff like that. So if it could be a full time job, like, yes, <laughs> I, know, I want right? that. Sign me up. <laughs> Let's go back to talking about food deserts because I know that you're really passionate about that. Give us an example of something like a really simple meal that someone can make if they don't have as much access to fresh fruits and vegetables, but they still want to go ahead and get started on a vegan journey. Because I feel like when I first started this, I felt like it had to be all or nothing. Like everybody and their mama needed to be vegan. And these days I'm like, I feel like people should just do the best they can for where where they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I believe that I really do understand that people really don't necessarily have the money or the resources to be 100% vegan, but that shouldn't excuse them for even trying at all. You know what I mean? So right. how do you feel about that? Like, what would be an example of a simple meal? And then you can go into any other topic you want when it comes to like the activism, like the food justice perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So remember we're talking about spaghetti and meat sauce <laughs> in the beginning. I feel like honestly, spaghetti is like the easiest meal to feed a large family. You could get like a two pound box of pasta for like 99 cents at some Dollar Trees. My easy, cheap go-to meal is always some type of pasta. So obviously like not with meat sauce, but you can buy a box of pasta for 99 cents. You can buy a jar or a can of tomato sauce at Dollar Tree for 99 cents or even cheaper if you go to another store. And then, you know, if you want to make it a little bit more hearty, you can throw some mushrooms in there. You can throw some frozen veggies from, you know, the dollar bag at Dollar Tree. I honestly like pasta is my go-to. It's very filling. If you add, you know, vegetables and stuff like that, it's, you know, nourishing and stuff. So I always would, would, would recommend that for families and people who are trying to like transition into a vegan lifestyle. I think a lot of times people overthink what a vegan meal looks like. I'm like, you're already eating a lot of vegan meals, like (laughs) pancakes, nine times out of 10. If you're not using like buttermilk, like those are vegan. Like there's a lot of things that people are already eating that are actually vegan. So I think, you know, just unlearning that, I think that's like the first step for people who are trying to transition. When it comes to like activism, I really try to focus like on my page, just teaching people like how to use what you have. And I said this before, like you really just, just don't overthink it. Like if you have a bag of broccoli in your refrigerator, there are like a billion different recipes that you can do with broccoli. You know, every fruit and every vegetable is so versatile. There's ways to to make it happen. And then there's easy recipes. You know, I might look at a recipe online and I'll like browse through it, but I don't have to necessarily like sit down and scoop out a tablespoon of salt. Like you just make it work yourself, you know? And yeah, I think that's just like the easiest, easiest way for people to, to use what they have and transition to like a vegan, a vegan lifestyle. So for you, activism, you know, is, I know that you have a sense of community, you have your page and everything, but, and, you know, teaching people how to do this in a way that's affordable. And like you said, nourishing as well. So what are your views as far as like representation of this community as a whole? Because 
girl, sometimes I just look at stuff online and I'm just like, I am so embarrassed mm-hmm. to be part of this damn community, <laughs> especially in right. 2020. I've just been like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. So like, what, what are some of your views on as far as that, that part of the activism? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely hard for me to transition before I met all of, you know, my vegan friends because I didn't see anybody that looked like me. So it was really important for me to like spotlight and highlight the people that look like me, that talk like me, that act like me who are vegan or maybe have businesses and stuff like that. So I think my favorite form of vegan activism that like I... I, you know, I do is basically hosting events for people. In Dallas, I was hosting an event like every single month, whether it was a cooking party with people or, you know, hosting like a flea market. Like it was really important for me to show community that there are vegans that look like like me, you know, like we come in all different shapes and sizes. And it's not just like the picture of like a white girl on front of a magazine doing yoga. Like we don't, we don't all look like that and that's okay, you know? So I think my favorite thing that I've done within like the vegan community has was hosting a flea market and I had like a bunch of vegan vendors, like wh- whether they were making earrings or like, you know, selling cupcakes and stuff. Like it really was important for me to have them pop up and show their businesses to people because, you know, especially in Dallas where it was very meat centric, like, hello, it's, the country, like we're killing the cows here and we're eating them kind of thing. Like it was really important for me to show people that you can have a vegan burger or you can have vegan tacos, you can have vegan Mexican food. And here's a person that has their own business and is, you know, actually a person of color, not like a white person trying to sell a taco. So Mm -hmm. it really was like important for me to like, you know, shout my friends out. And if they weren't my friends, I would make sure that I would get to know them and, you know, share their business and stuff. Because without seeing people that look like me, I don't think I would be able to do this for this long. And that's just real. Yeah, it's very real. Absolutely. Absolutely. So before Mm -hmm. we wrap up, Destiny, I want to know, What are some tips that you have for someone who is thinking about going vegan and they're not really sure if this is the lifestyle for them? Find the friends. And I know it's COVID, so maybe not going in person. (laughs) Like, maybe that's not a thing. But Instagram, like, girl, I got so many Instagram friends. It's not even funny. And I don't, I've never met them in my life, but we be DMing each other. We'll do FaceTime videos together. So yeah, like reach out to somebody on Instagram or wherever, whatever platform, a Facebook group, whatever. And just, talk to them. Just be like, hey, like, what do you eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? What is, what are some things that you like to do in the vegan community? Like just build relationships with people because you need support in this community, especially as a person of color. Like we, we need to stick together in this community because yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) definitely make friends. I guess when the world opens up again, go out to events and meet people in person. That's an amazing way. If you are dining out at vegan restaurants, talk to the managers, talk to the cooks, like talk to the people who are in that space, because more than likely they're, you know, either vegan or on the same journey as you. So I'm all about community. Like you, you need somebody by your side. So that's my number one tip. Love it. Okay. So tell us how we can follow you on Instagram or anything else you want to promote. So I basically am only on Instagram right now. I had a website. I'm thinking about, you know, bringing it up and then maybe we could update the show notes. But (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no, I'm definitely on Instagram at Eat Yo Destiny. I make stories every day. I do IGTV videos. I love doing grocery hauls and teaching people like, you know, how to shop on a budget. So you can find me there. So as for my website that is no longer up and running, when it is up and running, I will have more resources for, you know, budget shopping and stuff like that. So I'll keep y'all updated on that journey. Yes. Go follow (laughs) destiny. It was such a pleasure. I'm so glad you agreed to come on here. I ain't gonna lie. I was a little nervous to ask you. I ain't gonna lie. And I was, you know, I was just 
was waiting. I'm like, um, am I really vegan? Because if brown vegan don't hit me up, that means what am I? When you hit me up, like, I was like, ooh, this is official. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny because I had like you on my list like all year. And I was like, I don't know if Destiny really wants to be on here. I don't know. I can't tell. But yeah, I'm so glad you agree. You dropped so many gems. This was such a pleasure. And I'm so glad that we got to connect in a bigger way outside of Instagram. Yes, that's definitely. It was fun. I'm glad we got to talk. It's so funny because I always hear your voice and I feel like I know you because I listen to your podcast all the time. <laughs> so it's cool to actually have a conversation with you. <laughs> yes, it was such a pleasure. I'm so serious. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom as always. And keep on, keep on getting us in line on Insta Story. Okay, get us in line. <laughs> Show us the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. All of the show notes will be at brownvegan.com. So check those out. Also, let me know what you thought of this episode. Come hang out with me on Instagram. My handle over there is at brownvegan. Have a great day and I will talk to you next week. Swimsuit, check. Sunscreen, check. Phone charger, check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.